Right now, men are under attack. If that's you and you feel like you're going through a circumstance, if you feel like you're getting bombarded on every front and everywhere you turn, there's a battle, then today's episode is for you because you need to learn how to fight. I'll break that down for you right now. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. It's a big one. Today is number 59. This is the 59th recording. I can't believe it. Um, If you've been following the show or you know anything about what we're doing here, the show is called Raising the Standard. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I'm your host, and I wrote a book called The Standard, Discovering Jesus as the Standard for Masculinity. And when I started this project, when I started this mission to reach men with the message that Jesus is the Son of Man and the Son of God, that you don't have to live defeated, you don't have to live under your circumstances, that Jesus comes to provide a way, not just through salvation, but showing us how to live and act as a man. This is what Jesus models. This is who he is. He is perfected manhood, and he is the leader, the example, and the template or the blueprint for us to follow. So when I started this project, I called my website, I called this whole umbrella of everything I'm doing, it was folded under Standard 59. So what the heck is Standard 59? Josh, why did you name your website Standard 59? What does that even mean? So it comes from a chapter in the book of Isaiah where Isaiah drops this comment about raising a standard. And I'm going to read you the verse because the whole chapter is amazing. I'm not going to break the whole thing down. I've done different bits of this in past episodes, but I want to focus on something here because it's really relevant to today's topic of learning how to fight. Because we as men, we have to learn how to fight. So let me just get into this verse really quickly here for you. So I'm going to go to Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, and it says, So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun, for he will come like a narrow rushing stream, like a pent up mighty stream is the way the Lord is going to be released into this situation and which the breath of the Lord drives overwhelming the enemy. There are other translations that would translate this as when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will overwhelm the enemy and he will lift up a standard against him. And this standard is a battle standard. It's a battle cry. It's something that we gather around the standard of Jesus Christ. And Isaiah 59 is actually a prophetic picture of Jesus Christ coming back to rule and reign the earth in his battle raiment. This is talking about the second coming of Christ. Okay, guys, so I I opened the episode and I talked about there's many men, 
where we are faced with crazy situations. We are feeling beat down. Some of you feel beat down or you're overwhelmed. There's so much we have to deal with in the present society, the present culture. Um, what's happening with economics? What's happening with your job? What's happening with all the things that I have to do in managing and being the leader of my household and just living my day-to-day -day life? It can be overwhelming because men are under attack. I believe that. I believe that you are under attack because you carry a mandate, because you carry a mission from the Father to represent Jesus Christ in the earth. And if the enemy can take out men, and if he can take out fathers, then he can take out families. And if you take out families, you can take out communities. And if you take out communities, you can take out cities. And so on the opposite side of that, if we build the man, we take over our families. We're the true leader of our family, leading like Jesus commands us to lead. And then we can change cities and we can change cultures and we can bring in the kingdom in our sphere of influence and change the culture around us where we are called to occupy in advance right now. So we're talking about facing trouble. And you know, Jesus made this statement in John 16. He said, listen, you will have tribulation in this life. You will have trouble. So if that's not you and you're like, hey, Josh, this doesn't apply to me right now, that's great. But the day's coming where you will face challenging circumstances. It could be with health, could be with a loved one, could be in a relationship, could be in an extended relationship. But the day is coming because we know we live in this life and we're walking through it and there are troubles because we live in a fallen world. So what do you do when you're facing trouble? What do you do in the day of trouble? How do you fight and how do you take spiritual territory? So guys, I'm gonna tell you a story, but I'm probably gonna tell it in a way you've never heard it before. This is the story of Joshua. Now, before I get into this story of what happens with a specific battle that Joshua is leading Israel into, I first have to lay one piece of groundwork and I'm gonna give you a key. And this key will give you a new understanding of how to view scripture. So guys, as Christian men, as ambitious Christian men, building your business, hustling, doing what you have to do, and multiplying and storing everything that comes into your hand, don't forget the first thing. You need to be spending time with Jesus and you need to be in your word. And what I mean is you need to be reading and studying your Bible. So guys, I'm going to give you a key to understanding your Bible in a new dimension. So whenever you read anything in the Old Testament, those natural realities that we read about, those natural circumstances, those natural battles, how do we interpret that and carry that over for our life today as Christians under the new covenant? Well, you do that by looking at that natural reality and understanding what is the spiritual reality for me as a new covenant Christian. And we're going to do that today. So stay with me and I will show you what this looks like. Okay, so I'm going to go to the story of Joshua. If you don't know this story about Joshua taking the city of Jericho, I'm going to set it up for you. And it's a phenomenal story. I highly recommend you read it. It's very applicable to us as men, to taking territory, to the battles we face. And guys, this is not going to be an in-depth Bible study. I'm going to pull out one or two themes that I want to highlight here for you. So I highly recommend you go to the book of Joshua, read it for yourself because there's so much depth. There's so much revelation packed in this book. It is incredible. So we see in Joshua 1 that the Lord promises Joshua that he will get victory. He will be guaranteed success if... 
he does certain things. And those things have to do with listening and obeying and being who God is calling him to be. You can read about it in Joshua chapter one, verses six, seven, eight, and nine. You'll see the Lord and Joshua having this exchange. And the Lord is commanding Joshua to be strong, to be fearless, to be courageous, and do everything that is according to the word. So guys, Joshua is the leader who is going to take the nation of Israel into the promised land. They escaped Egypt. They went through the Red Sea. Moses was their deliverer and leading them through the wilderness. But at the end of his life, Moses disqualifies himself. He does not get to pass over into the promised land. Joshua will be the man that's raised up to bring the nation of Israel, the second generation, into the promised land. Now, the promised land is theirs. God gave it to them as an inheritance. Inheritance. He gave it to the nation. However, this land is still occupied by enemy forces. This land is occupied by giants. And just because they have a legal right to it and God promised it to them doesn't mean they don't have to fight for it. There's still forces occupying the land that they have to go to battle with. So they come to a mighty fortress, a mighty stronghold within the promised land. It's a walled city called Jericho. And within this promised land, also known as Canaan, we find the Canaanites. And the Canaanites are the people that are occupying Jericho. So we have a battle scene, guys. We have a battle. Joshua has to go to war. He's commanded to go to war. But I want to break down a couple things that you may not see at the surface level. So number one, this is not Joshua's war. This is the Lord's war. He's the one who promised them the land. He's the one who's leading them into battle. It is his war, and he's waging this war through Joshua. Now, why do I say that? Because the Canaanites were involved in black arts, deep black magic, sorcery, witchcraft, and all sorts of things that were out of bounds for us as human beings to engage in. And because they're partnering with satanic forces, God is going to battle against these satanic forces through Joshua. So it's important to see that this war is not against humans, it's against the dark forces that the Canaanites have decided and chosen to yield themselves to. They're partnering with evil, and that is what the war is really against in this Jericho scene. So the question is, how is Joshua going to fight this war? Because this is going to give us a lot of insight in a new covenant reality as to how we fight our battles. So guys, I'm going to read you one quick scripture here. It's Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, and it says, Joshua was by Jericho. He looked up and beheld a man standing opposite him with his drawn sword in his hand. And he gets into a dialogue with this man. You can read it more in chapter five. But this man is the captain of the Lord of hosts. This is Jesus as a man leading them into battle. This is the same man that led them through the wilderness that they observed many times. We can see throughout the journey. And now he's here at the scene of this battle. And he's the one who's waging this war through Joshua and through the Israelite warriors. So let's just take a quick inventory of what's happening here. There is a walled city called Jericho. Israel is commanded to take it over and possess it. And their method of warfare is totally unconventional. They are commanded to march around the city. They are following the captain of the Lord of hosts. And this is the man with the sword that's drawn. And when he says shout, they will release a victory shout. And we see the walls come down at that very moment. 
So what does this victory represent and what does it teach us as modern, ambitious Christian men right now? Guys, this is a picture of a prayer victory. What would this have looked like in the natural? If you're watching this mighty, fortress, walled city that's powerful, that's been there, that's inhabited by a hybrid race of people that are engaging in black magic, in dark arts, and we see the army of Israel come in, and instead of attacking it with natural weapons and in natural warfare strategies, they march around it, and they just walk around the perimeter seven times. What would that have looked like to the natural mind? I wonder what the Canaanites were thinking as they looked over the walls and said, when are they going to attack? What are they doing? Because to the external mind, to the natural mind, this strategy would make no sense. Now, I just told you that I believe this represents prayer victory, victory through prayer. This is a picture of not working in your own might. It's not using your own willpower. It's not using the conventional weapons of warfare. It's a picture of going to battle in an unconventional way, an unnatural way, something that defies everything we would know and understand in our human nature. So I said, a key to understanding the Bible is seeing these battle illustrations, these Old Testament illustrations, and asking yourself, what is the application? What's the spiritual application for me as a Christian right now? And the application here in this victory, in this aspect of war, in this battle is victory through prayer. I said you need to learn how to fight. You need to learn how to pray because that is how we learn how to fight. And for some of you guys, it's not your fault. You've never been told this. You didn't know. You've been trying to battle. You've been trying to get over on your circumstances to come out on top. And you've been using all these different strategies. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a counselor. Maybe it's your natural mind thinking if I do this or if I just do that, I can overcome the circumstance I'm in. And some of you haven't even gone to the Lord in prayer because you haven't been taught how to fight. So when the enemy comes in and when you find yourself in the middle of a battle, I want you to remember Isaiah 59 to lift up a standard. And the way we are going to do that is through prayer. So I want to break this down for you. And I'm going to take you to the book of James. James is the half brother of Jesus. He's an early apostle and he gives us amazing instruction in James chapter five. Now, I don't know what you think of when you think of prayer. Maybe you think of like, hey, nice little prayers, quiet prayers. It depends on your stream of Christianity, the type of church you grew up in, where you attend now, what that looks like. What that looks like for you, I don't know, but I want to tell you what it looks like in the Bible. So this is the commandment. This is the instruction and the direction for us from James. And he says the heartfelt persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It's a dynamic and it can have tremendous power. Guys, couple words in there we really got to get. It's persistent. It's heartfelt and it can accomplish a lot. Here's another translation. Passion Translation says it this way, for there's tremendous power that's released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. And lastly, I want to leave you with this one. Um, the one that I memorized as a kid growing up, which is the New King James Version, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's a fervency. 
There's a passionate cry. There's something that's persistent. Guys, I want you to get this. This is passionate prayer. This is speaking out loud audibly. Josh, do I have to do it that way? Yes. If you are in a battle, you better raise your voice, speak out loud, and start crying out to God and declaring your victory because that is how the battles won. When they march around that wall, at the end of it, they just don't stare at it. They shout. They open their mouth and they speak the word and they follow the commandment of the Lord. And when they do, that's when they get the victory. And it's the same thing James is telling us in James chapter five, be effective, be passionate, be fervent, bring energy into your prayer. And when the Holy Spirit puts his energy into it, there's a dynamic force that is released and that is how you overcome. So guys, when you lift up your voice, when you shout, when you speak out loud, you are changing the atmosphere around you. You are shifting the climate where you are right now. And you are lifting up the standard. This is how we fight our battles. And guys, I know I'm fired up today. It's the 59th episode. I'm excited to bring this to you. But this message has been on my heart. The Lord dropped it on my heart for you today. And I wanted to release it. And I wanted to get it out right now because this is important. There is an urgency in the hour right now where we as men have to start praying. We have to start praying for our family. And what I don't want you to take away from this is that it's only about a situation. Hey, the whole message was Josh said, if things are coming down and when I'm in the battle, that's when I need to do this. You need to do this every day. You need to do this all the time, but especially when you're in the battle, especially when war is brought to your doorstep, especially when you're in the day of trouble, this is how you overcome. Hey guys, I'm humbly asking you, please share this episode with a friend. If you have another Christian brother, just forward this to them. Ask them what their thoughts are. Talk about it. Get into each other's prayer life. Encourage each other. And let's raise the standard together. So please leave us a review. It makes a big difference. I'm asking you if you could write a written review, tap five stars, and share this episode. It goes a long way to helping us raise the standard and get the message about Jesus Christ as the true standard for men. Let's get after it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.